If you're the kind of dad who signs up for 5Ks just to get the t-shirt, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and the lives of dads wherever they may roam. Welcome to season number six, episode number 10. We are calling this episode America Runs on Dad. Why? Because we've got a tremendous guest who is a track and cross-country coach. He's also a business educator. I think you're really going to enjoy listening to our interview with Coach Jason Lamont Jackson. He's an educator right in our town of West Orange, New Jersey. But regardless of where you live, I think you are going to learn a lot. My name is Adam D. And now it is my great pleasure and privilege to introduce to you my very, very good friend and podcast partner. There is a rumor going around that he did throw his hands in the air like he did care. (laughs) And that is Coach Randy. Coach. Hey, ho. You look like a guy hey. who put his hands in the air like he does care. I do care, Adam You're D. always caring. So but how did you know that? How do you know that I do care? Well, like I said, there was a rumor going around. Well, people talk. People, people do talk. talk. This is It is a talk, but I do care. Thank you so much for acknowledging that. Adam D., it's so good to see you here in the den, and we're going to actually have, uh, uh, I'd like to say a live guest, but no. You <laughs> a know, guest in the a den. A guest in sitting the, the den, us. sitting next to us that we haven't had in... Oh my gosh, I can't believe how long. So I'm so excited to have a, what we would call an authentic, authentic, uh, authentic in the den, in the den guest yeah. here uh, on Bad of the Dad. Very excited. So uh, we have a great guest, but you know who also is really great and authentic? Tell me. Tell me, guess who? Oh, you're talking about who? who is great and authentic? Guess who? Well, every week, great and authentic. Yes. Consistent product every darn day. Anytime you call any kind of apps... Guess who? Becky Berman. Becky Berman of BermanBranding.com. Of BermanBranding.com. So if you want the best in marketing, web design, business planning, graphic design, Absolutely. you probably have to go to Becky Berman and her crack team. Absolutely. Crack team. Phenomenal. Great. Did a lot of work for me. Did a lot of work for, uh, I know, a lot of other people. Um, BermanBranding.com. You know that logo that we have on our social media with Bone Daddy? Bone Daddy. You're giving him a name, Bone Daddy? Yeah, I think we got to start doing some, we got to start pushing some product. I think we got to start we pushing will, product. We will. I think, you know, season six, we're coming up on, on 100 episodes. This I, is I, actually I, episode number 95 95. Overall. Wow. 95. Yeah, hard to believe. Hard we didn't believe. get tired of each other enough to say, at least not yet. At least no. not yet. Thank you. And I appreciate that because yes. I know I can be somewhat uh, juvenile yeah, adolescent. Let, let's see and how I feel it. after 100 episodes. You know, we'll <laughs> see if you're pushing my buttons by then. But no, it's, 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 been awesome and uh season season uh, six has been an interesting one because uh we've been really trying to slow roll it across the fall of 2021 so if you're listening much much later than november of 2021 mm-hmm. um this this is what well the, the other piece is we just took an important two-week break we did so we had my son's bar mitzvah mazel tov and mazel, tov, had mazel tov, and had thanksgiving and so our we numbers. usually never take breaks. But. We don't because we want to. Uh, we we're committed to our listeners. Yes. And listeners out there, we do this for you. But we're also dads, and we're yes. committed to our families. And, and we have to be yes. there for our and families. And so we needed to. And frankly, uh, first Mazel Tov, Aiden was wonderful, magnificent. You. you threw one heck of a uh, of a service. Uh, very proud of it was him. All him. Uh, it was all very him. very. And I loved how you did the uh, the the honors and the uh, the aliyahs and the the, the dinner. Calendras did not. I got to tell you, salmon. 
fantastic. On point with the salmon, yeah. right? Wasn't sure how people are going to feel about fish, uh, but nobody complained. No, I you, you couldn't go wrong with that salmon. It was a great, great time. Uh, looked like the kids had fun. Great giveaway. Just want to thank you. We're so very proud of Aiden. And then, of course, Thanksgiving. Was, Thanksgiving uh, was a little bit weird for us. This yeah, year. I know. You, you went off the board on that. So tell yeah. me, it was, your, it was a family kind of day of the weekend, right? So back in the day, we would always be in Dallas visiting my in-laws. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, COVID happened and... You know, a couple of years ago, we went to Montreal, so yeah. we went out of country for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which was actually kind of cool because mm-hmm. everything was open yeah. that weekend because they don't they have a different Thanksgiving in Canada. And then last year, COVID, so we were home and we just felt like you know getting out, doing our own thing after all of the tumult. yeah, it made sense. Yeah, we we, we got the pleasure of uh, babysitting Thank you so much Dano, yeah, which uh, was very reminiscent because we uh, we miss our Winnie so yes, so our, it was nice to have Dano uh, with like us. Son Dano was, Thank was you. taken care of by by Coach Randy and family. But so we spent the weekend in Manhattan, and uh, we we actually stayed over. You know, we live in North Jersey, not far from New York. You were doing you were in a staycation in New York City, and uh, it was okay. It was all right. You know, the, the highlight was going to see Mrs. Doubtfire on Broadway. Yeah, it's, it's in previews, right? It was in previews. Now it's for real, and I got to tell you, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If you have a chance, Rob McClure. Ah, you could throw out a plug for him. That's nice. Well, you know, I thought Robin Williams was the only person who could play that role. Okay, but this guy Rob McClure was outstanding mm-hmm. the physical demands mm-hmm. and the technical demands of this show were off the charts Very you know nice. you and i went to see uh maybe we didn't see it together but we had seen mm-hmm. the play that goes uh, wrong yeah well we had yes we, we didn't go together but we saw it separately which, and, which was a physical and we saw it twice show. oh my god it's and hysterical that was rip-roaring funny uh-huh. this was rip-roaring funny mm-hmm. it follows the story that you remember from the movie mm-hmm. right but um they updated it mm-hmm. because you have to remember the movie came out in 93 Oh, there was no internet. There was no iPhone. That's like there was no 30 Siri. years ago. That's yes. like 30 years ago. I'm so Absolutely. old. I'm so old. <laughs> so this uses things like, you know, YouTube and social oh, media. Oh, so they've updated to make it relevant to the... Right. Yeah. And, and they use the brother, the Harvey Firestein character uh-huh. and his husband mm-hmm. more effectively in the play because they need people to help the Danny, Mrs. Doubtfire yes. character get in and out of the costume. <laughs> so the way they do that... The way they choose, how are we going to make him look? Mm-hmm. How do they choose the Mrs. Doubtfire mm-hmm. costume? Very clever. No one in the ensemble was wasted. Yeah. Everybody had an important so role. So they were all sober. As far as I know. <laughs> but but just really, really good. So everybody participates, so, everybody's used. Yeah, Miss, Miss, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our parents always say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would say that... It wasn't so great was the, the and I hate to do this because we're talking about a child here, mm-hmm. but the youngest child, her her register was a little bit high. Well. Talented kid. That's but, why, that's why they go through previews, is I'm sure yeah. someone like you offered some feedback. It just want to let you know, register's a bit high on the youngest kid. Yeah. And but then, but it, they didn't listen because she's going to stay in the show. And, you know, good good for her. You know, I'm sure when she, her, she matures, there'll, there'll be other roles. For Life her. lessons. But in any event. But here's the thing about. New York. So, yeah. you know, we stayed in this hotel, which was okay for, you know, a mid-range hotel. We're not going to get a Yelp review. It's not No, no, it. hardly. Never, never. Um, it, was in, it was in Hell's Kitchen, which actually is, is really quite nice these days. But, you know, as we're walking through the city... Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody now is smoking weed. That's what that's what Michelle everybody said. Everybody is smoking that's weed. That's so bizarre. I mean, the bus boys who are taking a break from the restaurant duty, smoking weed. 
All right. Um, the kids that are maybe coming in from the train to do some shopping from Long Island, weed. I think there were four nuns in front of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Smoking weed. Smoking weed. <laughs> you know, you don't know who's smoking, and then you think everybody's smoking, smoking weed at the same time. So it's really hard to well, tell. And the, and, the, and the odor of it is a, is, is a unique smell. And I don't hate the smell, mm-hmm. but when it's Always. in the air all the time, yeah. and you have kids that you know are already sensitive to yes. it. Yes. It's, it's like, very it's interesting, enough. but yeah. you did make up for it. And what you did was decide to do uh, a second Thanksgiving, uh, a Shabbat Thanksgiving, where yeah. you say, you know what, we're going to invite... Friday night. Friday night Shabbat right? Thanksgiving dinner. The Nathan's over yeah. to do a redo on Thanksgiving. And it was, for us, because our Thanksgiving was wonderful, it was yeah. nice, but we didn't, I mean, we didn't we have a big family. But I got to tell you, what we did on Friday night meant the world to us and my family. Well, that's great to hear because mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, this is my wife's idea. Yeah. All right. Michelle said, And Michelle always has great She's I, a ph- phenomenal cook. Unreal. Yeah. We're still eating the leftovers. Oh, so my much God. better day two and three. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. And she gave us some great ideas. But anyhow. You, so so yeah. she, this was her idea. Mm-hmm. And she wanted a, a reboot of Thanksgiving because yeah. she didn't feel like we got enough Thanksgiving yeah. in the city. So I, I, I was thinking, you know, this is great, but I kind of feel bad for the Nathans because they already had Thanksgiving and we're subjecting them no. to us getting Subject another away. shot at Subject away. Yeah. We had a do-over. And I got to tell you, uh, again, we we're talking about being with our family. And for us, anytime we're with the Chandlers and you, it's just family. Uh, and it was, uh, it, it was you know, Michaela was in rare form. Uh, and Bree felt comfortable. Aiden, of course, teenage boy. He's going off doing whatever he's doing. Well, you know, and Perry didn't want to hang out with the girls. It you was, know, talking about girly stuff. So he's know, doing his own thing. You know, we're, and we're talking about... You know, family, how important family is and how much we appreciate being dads. You know, the, I don't know if I had mentioned, and maybe I did, you know, Michaela's finger, you know, we've been dealing with Michaela's yes, finger now. broken finger. And she went to the doctor, uh, Zornitzer, Dr. Zornitzer, highly encourage him. He's a great doctor. Uh, on December 1st, thinking that he would clear her because she's just dying to play mm-hmm. and her finger is just not quite ready. And it's... Well, this is why he's the best. He's you not going to tell you and, what you want to hear. And I think he's being a little... And I, I don't blame him as being, you know extremely careful it's a it's a sensitive thing he doesn't want her to injure it uh but as a as a as a parent you just you just you just want your kid to be able to go out there and play and you gotta listen to the doctor uh so we were kind of bummed but then we put things in perspective we come over to the chandlers and life is good again so it was really uh that's what made our week is it because i had a fresh bottle of basil hayden uh well first of all i forgot how, how much i love basil hayden it's, uh, good bourbon, it's, right? it's a good bourbon and it was just right um, but it's just the entertainment. It's just being with family. And um, I think, as you know, I've become people adverse. Uh, <laughs> Which is ironic given your line of work. My, my line of work that I have a, you know, my wife, she keeps joking, you know, I don't have many friends. And I'm, I'm okay with it. I have, you know, Hefner's, the Chandler's, you're my friends. And I think uh, if I do a shout out to the Deers, right? Yeah. Joe Deer and Wendy Deer and their family, they're kind of coming into that fold. Yeah, great family. You know, but the truth is, is that I have my closest friends and everybody else kind of upsets me annoys me because I'm just tired of, of other things but you, know, you ever think maybe it's you coach well, it is me I, there's, there's, no <laughs> doubt, there's no doubt it's me um, but I do know that there's a certain piece when our friendships we can just be ourselves and we can agree have conversations and not feel we have to be on our toes so I want to thank you for A being my friend and for our families being so close because Absolutely. it was really it was a great way to spend a second Thanksgiving with the Chandlers. And this is always a great time of year. It's mm-hmm. kind of the holiday season, so we're actually providing this podcast uh, or, or downloading it um, on the last night of Hanukkah. We have Christmas coming up, mm-hmm. Kwanzaa if you celebrate. But I always feel like the holidays are, are, are kind of chill. And, you know, speaking of, you know, entertaining mm-hmm. and, you know, having fun and, and being with family, 
I don't know why I'm saying this. This really has nothing to do with family. Are you playing Whamageddon with Chris uh, Diaz? Yes, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, one of our favorite guests, we've had uh, Chris Diaz, and he's part of a whole group of guys and dads. The dad geeks. The dad, the dad geeks. We've got to get him back on here because there's so much now to talk about. Uh, yes, I am playing Whamageddon. Uh, and for those of our listeners who don't know what Whamageddon is, is that it, this is an on the honor system. And it begins December 1st, and it runs through... Actually, I think it begins uh, the day after Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving, and it runs through... Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. And the uh, and the, the the game is that if you hear the song by Wham... Last uh, Christmas. Last Christmas. And it has to be the version by Wham. By, by Wham. Other yeah, versions. versions. But it has to be last... Whatever, I don't want to do it because I want to get whammed, right? So uh, if you hear it on the radio, whatever, it could be in a store. Yep. If you hear it, you're out of the game. Out of the game. And uh, so I'm very selective, very careful. And Chris Diaz is hysterical. He does a running list of people who have, like, the Hunger Games, yeah. people who got uh, crushed. I hear you're out. I hear the, you're the, out. The odds were not in my favor. Wow. So I had Tell me about a, it. How did you, how'd you I, get well, whammed? Well, I, I had a, a dinner at the uh, the Oyster Point Hotel in mm-hmm. Red Bank, New Jersey, mm-hmm. after work. I happened to go to the office last week. Mm-hmm. And I had a, uh, a dinner with a few colleagues. And I walk in, and they're playing Christmas music. So the song that was playing when I walked in was mm-hmm. Paul McCartney's mm-hmm. "Simply yeah, Having a Wonderful, wonderful Christmas, Christmas Time." So I said, "Oh no!" Uh oh. I am, you stay? I am in. I am in the devil's rectum of Absolutely. Christmas music right now. <laughs> so if I stay here, I know you I'm going to hear it, or I hope that it was played already. Played. Already. Yeah. But you don't know that. No. I mean, it's as like soon it, as the rest, salads came out, it's 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 wham roulette. And uh, I, 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 I took the bullet that was in the chamber. Wow. Yeah. So apparently I'm not alone. Uh-huh. And this, according to Chris Diaz, is yeah. early in the game. Yeah. This is early in the season. Mm-hmm. Usually people make it to, I don't know, like the middle of December, yeah. end of December, like right before mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. and they're fine. Yeah. December 1st, I got knocked out. Wow. But I was one of like 18 people. All got nailed. Who got knocked out. Two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, before COVID... I was at a Chipotle with yeah. Aiden. He just had to have Chipotle. Uh, so I'm like, okay, we'll go in. As soon as we sit down, boom. I hear it. I dropped the F word. People yeah. probably thought there was something wrong with your me. food. Yeah. yeah. And and they're looking around. I'm like, I'm out. And like, people are looking <laughs> what, at me. What do you like, mean you're out? I'm out of. I'm like, <laughs> you're out of money? you out of beans? So I had to, I had to explain. <laughs> Wham again into a bunch of perfect strangers <laughs> yes. at Chipotle in town. So. Yeah, no, so that, that's a fun game. Uh, that's a fun game. And, you know, I got to tell you once again, and we're just going to pivot real quickly because we're talking about some fun, our guest today. Our guest today is uh, really a great guest that I've been wanting to have on for some time. His name is Jason Lamont Jackson. Yes. And we know dads are very multifaceted. Mm-hmm. So Jason Jack, he's probably one of the hardest working sports coaches I've mm-hmm. ever met. Uh, because he's the coach of the high school teams, but he runs rec programs and he has he's his own a, LLC. For sounds training. like he's got a tremendous list of cross credentials. Cross country and track. Yeah. So my son Aiden has per, uh, participated in a lot of his cross country and track rec programs, mm-hmm. and and he loves it. He loves coming uh, home and saying, "I beat this time. I I you know threw the thing a mm-hmm. l- little bit further this time." Um, I and he and he's starting to find you know what events he he really enjoys. Mm-hmm. But this past fall, he did the cross country program. And it was like travel cross country mm-hmm. because you're on the West Orange team, you're playing yeah. against other or running against other teams in the county mm-hmm. at all of these different parks. Mm-hmm. And it was also a great way to learn about the different parks in yeah. town that we would just drive by yeah. and and never go into. Yeah. So so in some ways it was great for him in fitness, but it was also great to see these tracks. In any event, we're talking about uh, Jason Jackson. I, I and I can't wait to talk to him, you know. Um, It'll be the first time we have three coaches. 
Ah, oh, that's right. Here yeah. in the den, Coach Adam, Coach um, Randy, and Coach you know, and, Coach and I, Jason. There, there are some things I want, I want to talk to him about. You know, cross country. Um, I, I do know that many kids end up running cross country yeah. when they don't make another team because they just want to continue doing something. It's a great, great for them to do between seasons, no matter what sport you play. But what I'm curious to know, uh, being a softball, baseball guy, parents are in your face. Yeah. So I want I I want to ask him about you know yeah. parents. Uh, and then I'm also curious to know on the thought that so many coaches use running as a punishment after losing. <laughs> they <laughs> what do. What are you doing cross country? What, you know, so I'm, yeah. I want to ask do you. Do you walk? What's right? What are you going to do? Yeah. No, what are you doing cross country? And I often joke when I go and speak to coaches yeah. and I mock them. I'm like, first of all, it doesn't make athletes want to play any better. But I was, I'm really curious about running coaches, track coaches. What do you do? If that's what they do is run. Do you, do you, like, do you make them go, sit? Do you have to go to a chalkboard and, and write, I will or, run faster, faster next time? Like that, right? Do you, do you sit down for 30 seconds because you're so strange? So I don't know. I'm curious to know what he yeah. has to say on that. But wait, there's more about Coach Jackson. So he's not just a, a very prolific and award-winning track and cross-country coach. He is also a business educator in yes. our, our high school and uh, received a grant for personal finance education, which... I got to tell you, I, I wish personal finance yeah, was taught no. when I was going to yeah, school. No. It, these are the kinds of things that kids need to know early oh, on. Really? And it's great it's coming from per- an educator I, and not a parent yes. because if a parent teaches it, it's like, it oh, yeah. and they get bored and they yeah. don't want to do it. But if it's taught in school where there's- You got a greater chance of program, it sinking in. Yeah. But these are the kinds of things that our kids need to know. They need to know personal finance. Checkbooks. Obviously, they need to know how to drive. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they need to be, be more business Credit savvy. cards. Credit cards. How to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, building credit. Yes. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. So I know we're jumping around a little bit, but these are the kinds of things that are, are practical and will benefit them in life. So that's Jason Lamont Jackson, and he's coming up on Bad to the Dad. Stay tuned. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Social media, have you heard of it? We have. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, at Bad to the Dad is the handle on most of our social media platforms. That does include Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even on LinkedIn because we're all about the business savvy here. We've got a website too. Still have one of those. It's www.badtothedad.com where you can get information about your hosts and our episodes. You can even download the episodes on the website if you can't get to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Again, that's badtothedad.com. And you can reach out to us via email. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Once more, contact us at badtothedad.com is our email. If you have guests ideas, show ideas, questions for Coach Randy or me, or if you have questions for our guests, contact us at badtothedad.com is the email that you want to use. Coach Randy... Adam D. This is one of those episodes where I have to call you Coach Randy because we have two coaches. Actually, we have three, three coaches. coaches. The, three right, coaches. I'm certified Don't belittle your talents right. as a coach. Three coaches. So now I have to say coach and then fill in the blank. So we are, are thrilled to have uh, Coach Jason Lamont Jackson as a guest uh, on our episode today. He is a track and cross country coach. He's a fitness coach. And he is also a business educator right here in town in West Orange, New Jersey. Coach Jackson, we are thrilled to have you on Bad to the Dead. Thank you so much for making the time. Woo-hoo! Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. 
Uh, really appreciate the invite and uh, looking forward to a great conversation. Yeah, looking forward to unpacking a lot of different things. So let's first talk about cross-country and track. You know, the one adjective I didn't give you is that you're an accomplished cross-country and track coach, and I know your your teams have won a lot of awards, but how I came to know the program is through the rec program at the more junior levels. And uh, I, I had signed up my son Aiden for cross-country in the fall and winter last year during COVID. And it seemed to me like cross-country and track was a COVID-proof kind of program. Was that your thinking as you were offering this program during during those you know, less than desirable times? Yes. Well, you know, obviously being outdoors helped, yep. which was great. Um, and I think, you know, just as opposed to a lot of the contact sports and other sports where you're really, really close to each other, you know, this gave us an opportunity to, you know, with running. Yes, you can be next to someone running and competing. But, uh, you know, it was it was a lot safer than some of the other sports. Yeah. And so we were definitely grateful we were able to uh, have a successful season, get the kids out, get them active. It's been a, a wild, uh, I guess this March would be two years almost. Yeah. Uh, but right. it's, you know, it was such a, a wild time back then and even still a little bit now. Uh, it was just great to be able to offer some activities for the, the kids to get out of the house and uh, be active. Mm. How did you uh, get involved with running? I mean, it's... Uh... It's a pretty painful experience. I, I mean, running. I think of running. Why running? Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny. I, I, when you said that, I, I think of a T-shirt that says, you know, our sport is your sport's punishment. Um, <laughs> well, that, I, was, I was going to get to that in just a few minutes. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, it's. Um, I remember uh, having a, what comes to mind is this old VHS tape of uh, 88 Seoul Olympics mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, recording, I think I had, was maybe doing a little bit of karate back then. There was some taekwondo, and I was, you know, not interested right then in, in track and field, but and watching, you know, back the, the VHS and looking at some of the races, and it kind of just clicked for me um, where I wanted to run, run track. Uh, so even when I got to high school, I tried it for the football team, uh, didn't make it, and then tried it for the basketball team, didn't make it, and went out for indoor track and uh, never looked back from there. Um, you know, ran indoor, ran outdoor. Then the following year, didn't think about football, went out for cross country because they said, hey, if you want to get in shape and have a great indoor season mm-hmm. and you're not doing another fall sport, you want to get involved in, uh, in cross country. And so uh, it's a sport that, um, you know, regardless of your, you know, your age, height, size, weight, whatever it is, uh, you can get better at it from start to finish. And so for me, it's something that um, I'll hopefully do for the rest of my life yeah. and to be able to impart that on our young people, I think, is uh, just so important. You know, so you talk about this idea about punishment. When I go and I um, I speak around the country, I talk to coaches all the time about using running as a form of punishment and that I've yet to meet any athlete who actually feels they're going to perform better after being punished with running, <laughs> right? So I always joke with the cross-country and track coaches. So then do you make your kids just sit for 30 seconds and not do anything? How do you, how do you, how do you punish? I mean, how do, drive. You, yeah, how do you, what do you do? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's tough. I'm trying to think. I mean... You know, honestly, in terms of punishment, I don't, I don't, we definitely obviously don't make them run, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, maybe some extra core work or something like that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's, it's, it, that's a tough one. I, I, I'm I probably really don't have yeah. a lot of like bad kids though. You don't have like, yeah. a lot of kids. I have great kids. No, I, I would think like, okay, I'll, I'll, all right, coach, two more miles. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Three? How yeah. much do you want? I get, <laughs> I get all night. I'll sit around the track. You know, it's like uh, whatever it takes. And, so. and I've seen you run, Coach Randy, and you know you do look like you're you're, you're being being chased, absolutely. yeah, um, I, I by, by a run. rabid dog. And the smart money is always on the rabid dog, <laughs> absolutely you know, chasing you, know, you. I so. can barely lift my legs off the ground, but I'm yeah. getting better. 
I've been practicing. Yeah. Well, so you're, you're svelte. You're looking good. So so keep it up. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get some more inspiration here from uh, Coach Jason Lamont Jackson, who is our our guest today. So, Coach, in, in a town like this, when there you have a, a school and and multiple like club programs, rec programs, where there's a million things to do, is it hard to recruit? kids to to cross country and track yeah you know i i think it is and it is it's kind of double double-edged sword so <clears throat> for the part that it is tough i right you know you have um individuals that or parents and guardians that have been involved in a sport that gave them so much joy growing up and they want to impart that on their sons and daughters and say hey you know i played baseball growing up or basketball or football <clears throat> and hey let's go out and i want you to kind of do that and be exposed to it and so then on the other hand you have some that because they've been doing a sport for so long, they want to do something new. They want to right. try something new. And so running is that type of sport that, again, regardless of uh, your passion or whatever it is, it, it kind of just lends itself to uh, discipline, um, hard work. Uh, if you're consistent, you're going to get better. And so I think one of the things we always try to present to athletes that come out, whether they're young in the rec program or at the high school level, is just, hey, give it a try. right? And um, one of the things I always say and humbly try to say is, I guarantee you, if you you know follow the directions and do what we're asking you to do, there is no doubt that you're going to get better than X time or whatever it is that you did that very first time. And um, you know, 99.9% of the time, we're on the mark. Uh, the athletes get better, and uh, they kind of fall in love with that process of training to to be able to compete, whether it's against themselves and or the clock. Well, that's that, that's what Aiden comes home with mm-hmm. from cross country. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I think it was you know getting into it just for recreation mm-hmm. and to get himself in shape for mm-hmm. other sports. And then he would, you know, come off the track saying, dad, I did five seconds better than the mm-hmm. last time. It's all personal record. You're competing against yeah. yourself. But then you so start much. getting into it. Yeah. It's not just, I'm doing this for fitness to get myself mm-hmm. in shape for other sports. It's, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm my, uh, I'm going up against my, my best competition yeah. is myself. Yeah. I'm not worried about the guy who finishes and the There's always someone three. faster, always someone they're, they're always, And you know what, Aiden, no, I'm not going to catch that guy because yeah. there's always but I'm okay with that. But yeah. But if I can beat my times every meet, mm-hmm. then that's that's the driver here. So yeah, I, I see a lot of that in my So we, ha- we have a saying that the, the stopwatch or the measuring tape never lies, right? So uh-huh. it's really you against the clock or you against the tape if it's a long jumper or a shot putter. And so when you can kind of internalize that, yeah, there are other people around you and you, you want to beat them when you're competing and that type of stuff. But if you focus on that time, I, I share that there's been many times, especially at, especially at the collegiate level where... I finished seventh or eighth in the race, but I had a three-second PR, and I was the happiest kid on the bus yeah. on the way back home, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't matter that I didn't get a medal. Mm-hmm. I beat my time, and I PR'd, and uh, for me, that was kind of part of uh, just continuing to fall in love with the sport. Applicable lessons in life, Well, right? that, that's You always what, want to top your game. Well, that's a part of what I love about sports is, you know, everybody cares about winning and everything else, but ultimately, they're talking about life lessons at this, this stage, and I can imagine the life lessons you learn um, through, through what you do as a cross-country coach and with your students and everything else. What are some of the most important life lessons you think cross country teaches kids? Uh, consistency is the key to success. Uh, I have a, um, a a quote from a Terry Orlick that I share with the student athletes about excellence, what it requires. And in that quote, uh, it says you or your uh, maybe 12 times. And so to say that you're in control of what it is that's happening. And so if they can kind of understand that every day you go to practice or every day you go to compete, that you're really in control mm. and that we're there to help facilitate that. If you come out with the right mindset, um, you can be successful and then you can always kind of transfer it to the classroom, right? Consistency is the key to success. 
If you're studying and getting your work done, you're going to get good grades, right? If you're coming out running every day, it's impossible for you to not get better. It, it really is, right? Mm -hmm. And so you, you have to make sure you just put one day on top of the other, brick by brick, and then you get better. So it's just that consistency is the key to success. I think that's the probably most Control important the controllables. One. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So this is, a, I think, a perfect pivot point to yeah. talk about Coach Jackson's other world, and that's business education. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. I said, well, oh, you got another sports thing? But no, you're the no, sports no. guy. So no, no, yeah. just because I, I, I do. Because right. I, I, I do know that within sports, parents... Oh, yes. right. Okay. So I, it's a great pivot point, but I want to talk about parents well, a show quickly. about dads. So. so it is about dads, right? Yes. yes. Uh, I just, last night, my wife and I watched King Richard, oh, right? Which, did you see it yet? Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah. Amazing. So, did you like it? Yes, loved yeah. it. You know, loved so I, they, they, they do talk about, they do social pictures of these parents, right? Uh, as a softball person, baseball person, uh, I know many coaches stop coaching because of parent-parent involvement, but I think the parent involvement across country has got to be a little different because it's not like you're watching them compete because they're off. What's it like, I'm curious to know, with a parent-parent involvement from the cross-country coach perspective? Yeah, so for cross-country, you're 100% right, right? It's just uh, they start the race. There are some courses that are what I call spectator-friendly, where you may see your son or daughter pass by mm -hmm. two or three times during the course of the, the mile, the two-mile, or three-mile, depending on what level you're running. And so those courses are great. The parents can see them, and, um, you know... That's fine. Then there's other courses where they take off and you see them and then you don't see them until the last quarter mile of the race and you see them finish. You may have seen them in the beginning and they were in fifth or sixth and then you see them again, they're in 30th. Mm -hmm. And so then it's kind of like they kind of trying to figure out what happened mm -hmm. uh, again. And that's why I talk about the stopwatch doesn't lie because, you know, the time overall at the end is really going to dictate how well right. he or she did. Yeah. And so the parent involvement is always great because they know that. One, if their son or daughter is coming to practice and they're working hard, um, that they're going to get better. And I tell them that, but there's not much for them to say to me in terms of if they're disgruntled or upset or, or maybe not happy with their son or daughter's performance because they, he or she was out there on the course running and competing. Yeah, there's no playing time. Yes. Don't worry about playing time. There's no minutes. Well, no and touches. I think what the parents really love about cross country, uh -huh. this is, this, you know, we, we chat while the kids are running. You know? <laughs> we don't see them. And it's like, boy, you know, I park my car at, uh, you know, 630 at night. And by seven o'clock, we're walking back to the car. <laughs> so it's like we're warming up, we're prepping, and it's like anywhere between 12 and 20 minutes of actual running. And then it's, okay, go get your time, and we're walking yeah, off the course. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's a convenience yes, sport yeah, as far as yeah. uh, time management. Yes, convenient. That's what I would say. Cross country is one of those in and out. You put so much work in during the week or during the course of the season, right? The miles that they're logging in from the summer and working all the way through. But then their race, you know, at the high school level is 5K. So anywhere from... Mm -hmm. 16 minutes, you know, for a really great kid to maybe 30, you know, but you're still in and out uh, and can enjoy the rest How of your day. How refreshing to be a coach not to say don't talk about playing time. That is because there is no, that, that, I'd have to say as a, as a softball guy, baseball guy, that's one of the conversations we have to have. It's like, you know, it's about playing time. I got 25 kids in the roster, nine kids play, but you, you go out and run. So, yeah. and the watch doesn't lie. Yes. You know, you were talking about King Richard and I yeah. know we want to talk about business education yeah. just uh, a bit, but uh -huh. we like to talk about movies here. Yeah. And there have been quite a few movies about running. Yeah. Yes. So, There's the, uh, the one with Kevin Costner. Well, I was going to uh, say, do you have a Mount Rushmore of running movies that you... Yes. Like? So, um, you know, we're a little older. Force right? Gump. So when you Force hear... Gump. <laughs> when you, you know, f for me growing up, I remember, you know, the big thing you hear about Chariots, Chariots of Fire. Of Fire. Yeah. Right? So uh, I'm sure, dun, 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 depending dun, dun, on who our dun, listeners dun, are, they dun, may or may not <laughs> know dun, about dun, that dun, movie. Dun, dun, dun. Um, right, you know, Steve Prefontaine. Oh, obviously, they have yeah. a couple movies made about him. Uh, Running Brave, the Billy Mills story, uh -huh. mm -hmm. excellent, excellent movie. Um, 
And then, you know, there was a... Did you say... Did you said Kevin Costner? McFarlane. McFarlane. McFarlane, McFarlane USA, yes. Yeah. Excellent, excellent movie. Um, And so... You know, they don't make many of them, but yeah. when they do, you know, sometimes they're, they're right on point. Yeah. There's always these little nuggets that you can uh, you can take away from them. And I always find that those kinds of movies are less about the race itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And more about what is going on the in mindset, the person's the life. life. The, uh, oh, yeah. also the Roger Bannister yes. movie that yep. was done on, I think it was an ESPN yep. film. No, yeah. So it's very inspirational. Uh, I, running, I, I appreciate running more now that I'm older. But it is yeah. something you can do over the course of your life. So yes. that's, a, that's, a you yeah. keep, that's a gift that keeps on giving is yes, if you learn to run and you can appreciate it, then... Yeah. Very nice. So shifting back to shifting the education, back, back as, to as I so wanted to do about five minutes yes. ago. So personal finance is being taught in high school now. It's actually, I think, mandated in our Thank school. Thank goodness. Thank yes. goodness. Um, and, you know, all of these other um, tangential but important business courses that uh, that people can take that they probably could only uh, have access to in mm-hmm. college about 10 years ago. So I'm at the point now where I'm saying, looking at the curriculum, I wish they had this when well, I was in high school. Every, I wish they had that. personal finance. 401ks, had a bounce a checkbook, yeah. and all that stuff. Well, fortunately, I come from a family of CPAs, oh, so it's sort of in the blood. <laughs> but not everybody, family, not everyone's yeah, family yeah. has that kind yes. of access and that osmosis knowledge. So, do you can you pinpoint when this became a thing in high school curriculum, or at least ours? So uh, this is my fourth year uh, back in West Orange at the high school level. Um, from 2010 to about 2017, I was at the collegiate level coaching uh, and doing a little bit of teaching. And so I think while I was gone, I started back in 98 South Orange Maplewood uh, at Columbia High School. And back then I remember teaching just accounting and business law and yeah. a keyboarding class. And so while I was out of the high school level for those uh, seven years or so, I think towards the end of that time, so maybe about me. 2015 or 16, it really started to pick up. And when I came back in 2017, they said personal finance is a requirement. Uh, mm. State of New Jersey, there's probably two handfuls of states that it, it is required. And uh, everyone has to have it for a semester in order to graduate, which I thought was phenomenal, phenomenal. Mm. And so, you know, it's probably before 2017, but when I came back it's into... It's pretty uh, recent. But yeah, West Coast. Yeah, I think it's yeah. great. And what do you like most about teaching finance? Um... It's real world stuff. It's a life skill. And the students, although they may not know it right now, I mean, it's so valuable. I literally have had just about any student athlete or student, I should say, that I've had in a class. When I see them after they've graduated, there's at least one thing that they remember from that class, which has been great. You know, So I have a, a, a student actually that I just saw a couple weeks ago. Um, he's going here school local and was working at ShopRite. And I said, hey, how's it going? You know, you know, and he goes, coach, he goes, uh, your class was great. He mm-hmm. goes, I'm saving my money. I have a checking account, a savings account, and I'm really putting money away. And um, when you hear stuff like that, it's just like, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. I mean, and, and I didn't have that opportunity, and I'm so grateful that I come across, just in our, our department, hundreds of kids each year that um, are ahead of the game. Well, there's so many students... Um, we're, an, we're an educating family. My wife's an administrator. I'm a professor. My father's an educator. There's so many times kids in school who take classes like, why do I have to take physics? Why am I taking, you know, psych, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, calculus? It's not going to matter in my life. Why do I have to take these classes? But your class, you can go in and say, you're actually going to use this information. This is actually relevant in class. I'm much better. That's going to be very gratifying for you. Yes, it feels great. I tell them uh, 100% of the stuff we talk about and cover, you're going to use. Mm-hmm. Now, 
you may not you hear about homeowners insurance or <laughs> a will or something like that you, that may not be as applicable to you right now mm-hmm. but i guarantee you when you're you're closing on that house i hope that you think back to there's you a, know that class there's coach jackson right yep. there on your yeah. shoulder say, wow we learned about this right yeah. uh or again more recently if you're getting ready to graduate and your parent or guardian is going to get you a car and we've talked about car insurance and why your rate is going to be a little bit more than mm-hmm. their rate mm-hmm. that you'll think about it and so um it's just really gratifying that when we open the book or I pull something up on the computer, uh, 100% of the stuff is applicable to their life yeah. at some point in time. But it, it's good to learn that now because that can be very overwhelming mm-hmm. if you learn about it later. You know, checkings and savings, mm-hmm. saving for a home loan, mm-hmm. um, negotiating for a mortgage, um, 529 plans, which you're not thinking about as a high school kid because you're you're the one that's going to be going in, into college. But but all of that is, is stuff you're going to use. I mean, that's subject matter you know, like presentation skills yeah. and leadership and, and, you know, all the topics we usually talk about. I, that's really I got cool. my first credit card. I was a freshman. I went to Seton Hall University. Uh, yeah. got my first credit card, and I tell the kids the story all the time. Didn't know anything about interest. <laughs> got my card. I was a student athlete. You know, we got per diem, but I didn't have a job. Yeah. So the bill comes in, and let's just say it's 200 bucks with a $25 minimum yeah. payment. Uh-huh. I make that payment thinking the next one's going to come in at 175 bucks because I didn't nope. spend anything. <laughs> But it's 190. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, what's going on yeah. here? And that was my my you know learning about interest right yeah. there on the spot, <laughs> trying to figure it out. You'd like walk through the student uh-huh. center of yeah. your college uh-huh. with a credit card. Hey, people, here, get this free sweatshirt. Absolutely, and for only 24 percent interest. <laughs> yes, you can sign up for a Mastercard. And what do we have the logo of your college. We didn't know. We didn't know anything yeah, about I know that. a lot of kids were walking around with sweatshirts. That's, yeah. all, that's all I know. <laughs> you yeah. know, so there's something else going on in education right now with, with the return of COVID, and we have unfortunately school shootings. Uh, and lockdown and COVID. Um, if you don't mind, I'm curious. We've talked about you as a track coach and the finance. What's it like being an educator right now in the world in which our kids are growing up, knowing that we're wearing masks? What do you think it's going to do for the future of our kids that are going to schools, seeing stuff on TV, school shootings, lockdown drills? What are your thoughts on that? I'm curious. Yeah, so, um, you know, well, one, as a parent, right, I'm here in district uh, and have Three sons. I have four boys all together, but three of them that are in the school district. So wait, four boys? Uh, four boys. Yes. Four boys. Four. Lucky man. So I have three daughters and a son, but you have four boys. Four boys. That's a lot of testosterone. Yes, and a large Costco bill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, sorry for yes. interrupting you. So um, you know, it's 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 tough, right? So when you think about uh, how much wiser they are than we were at that age, because they're exposed to so much more, right? So I think for me, I'm. Not necessarily necessarily an empath, but that my empathy levels are always so high, mm-hmm. right? That every student that I kind of come across or just see in the hallway, I'm thinking about me at that age, or when I'm around my my kids' friends that are a little bit younger, I think about me at that age and the things that I didn't know and what they know now, what they're exposed to, right? And so uh, you you your heart goes out to them because they're exposed to this, but it's not going to change in the sense of, uh, you know, it's. They have to get up every day. They have to go to school. They have to live, right? And so we have to figure out the best way to meet their needs and make sure they understand that there's somebody there to support them um, and that we can kind of help them along the way, right? And so if they're thrust into it, so it's, it's tough, right? So there are days that, um, you know, honestly, we may have a, uh, a fire drill. Um, You've had several lately. Uh, yes, yeah, several lately. <laughs> um, find the kid is tripping the alarm. I don't know, so, 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 so. Well, you know, the, last week there was kind of a malfunction in the uh, kitchen, I guess, with breakfast or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah. But you never have a fire drill 
in the morning. Like we yeah, kind of, you know, right. you never have it. So when you, you know, you you hear it, it's like, okay, well, wait a minute, what's going on, yeah, right? So that uh, more it's, real. Especially so in your mind, you, you know, first thing you think like, okay, is it real? And then you know, kind of mm-hmm. what's going on. You're yeah, either waiting yeah. for an announcement, trying to figure out what's going on. So uh, it's just it's just so different. So with the virtual teaching, uh, with the the cohorts, um, kind of coming in on some days. I'm I'm glad that we're back in school. You can really see the difference in the students mm-hmm. from when they were online. And then one thing that we really have to remember, and I talked to this about talk about this to the students, but the parents also is our freshmen right now, um, their last time in school, they were seventh grade March. Yeah. Right? Mm, yeah. And so although they're in school as a freshman, yeah. they're yeah. really not met they're they yes. didn't have eighth grade, they didn't That's have the rest of that point. seventh grade Thanks year. For mentioning that. And so it's so like we have to be a little bit more patient and mm-hmm. understand that the silliness and the different things. They missed the whole eighth grade of being mm-hmm. in school. Some of them came in hybrid and that type of stuff, but it wasn't the same. And so the the image the immaturities that we see are different things like that. We have to be a little bit more patient and understand like, hey, this freshman or even this sophomore, yeah. they were seventh Thanks grade for March. That. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Great. And, and probably still have that mentality yeah. when going going into school. Wow. So a very parental kind of approach mm-hmm. to education. And you know, you talked about your four boys. Um when you are are not educating, when you're not coaching, what do you like to do with your family? Uh, so I, I love movie time, uh, which my wife and I love, but the boys, you know, there's always something going on. So mm-hmm. I have to make sure <laughs> that it's something worth them watching where yeah, I can yeah. kind of steal those two hours. Uh, I do, uh, you know, track and field and coaching. Uh, coaching and teaching to me are synonymous. So I, I kind of, you know, whether I introduce myself as Coach Jackson or Mr. Jackson, but uh, I'm always kind of coaching. I'm involved in uh, the lives of you know my kids as well as others, and so mm-hmm. um, I have a Speed for Sport LLC where I, I do training on the side. I run camps, I run clinics. I'm really involved with the rec department here in town. Yep. Uh, you know, so we do cross country in the fall. We do winter workouts. We do spring track, which has really just kind of blown up and been great. And then we do summer camps here as well. And so mm-hmm. just providing opportunities uh, within the community. Um, something that I, I didn't know how it happened, but. Just wanting to live and teach and work, you know, in the same community meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And then, as obviously, obviously, as I've had children, um, for them to kind of see me in that light, I thought was always be great because then they understand uh, that it's genuine. You know, I'm not, you know, living here in West Orange and let's say working in Livingston, and then I'm spending all my time mm-hmm. out coaching and you know just mm-hmm. gone, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm involved with with them and what they're doing and uh, with it, some of their friends if they if they're not doing um, you know track and field that type of stuff. Work-life integration. Right? No, it's great. And I, it's a great role model for your kids. Let them know that you're you're involved and that... I love how you said neither call you coach or Mr. Jackson. Now, do you prefer one or the other or do do most people just call you coach? Coach. The, yeah. the majority is Coach Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the majority is Coach Jackson um, and uh, and I love it. I mean, I, I, there was a, a great coach. His name is Boo Schechneider out of uh, LSU. He's retired now. I think he's still what involved. What a great name. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> so out of Louisiana. Like a guy yeah. Sounds, be a coach, yeah. Right? yeah, and um, I remember I was at a coaching clinic, and he said, you know, you know, we're in one of the most noble professions, you know, coach, teacher, doctor. Mm-hmm. They're, they're synonymous, right? Mm-hmm. You're always teaching. You're always building building uh, the, the young ones up. And so for me, it's always, I mean, when I hear coach, like it means a lot, yeah. right? And so uh, it's something special that... Uh, you know, no one can take away from me, and, and, and it feels great to, to hear that before my name. So one of the things, because I want to piggyback of that, and there's so much we've talked about here. We have something here called Dad Vice, where uh, our guest has a chance to offer advice to Dad. That's what we call Dad Vice. If you could offer some, uh, some Dad advice to our listeners, uh, what would you like to offer them in this moment right now? Um, first, I'd say 
you know, in the times that we're living in, you know, especially with our children, you know, we have to be uh, a little bit more transparent, not be afraid to share, you know, the things, you know, how things were when we were growing up uh, and not necessarily in the way that is, you know, I had to walk, you know, however many miles of school or I had to, you <laughs> know, 14, 15 yeah, flights, in Florida, 50 pounds of, uh, but, of ice in a blizzard in Florida, <laughs> but even more of the, the more practical things like. For instance, in terms of, you know, we talked about personal finance, but even in our household with budgeting, right? Like, you know, my kids know and understand, you know, the bills that are coming in, what needs to be paid, how we're budgeting, how we're talking about finances, because in a lot of households, that's kind of taboo, right? You mm-hmm. you have, we're, we're in a great community here in West Orange. You have individuals that are here or that have moved here because they want kids in the school system. They want them around mm-hmm. other people. And they may be working two jobs to be able to, to stay here in West Orange yeah. and they're not, you know, not yeah. home, right? So the responsibility, one, as a teacher... Uh, is is great because you kind of those kids you want to be able to to, to mentor and kind of encourage, but even in your own household to be able to share with them so they understand. I I think that what social media and you know the internet has done is it sped things up. You know if we wanted to find out stuff, you know you had to get an encyclopedia or you know take your time go figuring to the out stacks. Yeah, go to stacks <laughs> and figure out what's going on. Whereas right now they have it at the click. Yeah. And so you know I'm always cognizant of, uh, or or we should always be cognizant of. Our kids, you know, you may say I didn't learn about whatever it is X until ninth or tenth grade. They're three years ahead of us, you know. And mm-hmm. so being able to understand that and not fight it is 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 some advice that I would give. We really got to be able to have those honest conversations with them and make sure that they understand because time is just flying by. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we're, we're talking about there's obviously a whole another conversation you can have about the metaverse and all this other stuff that's going on with yeah. Facebook. But, you know, this virtual reality um, or this augmented reality thing is, is speeding up. And mm-hmm. we're seeing more of these, um, I'm thinking of iRobot with Will Smith, the yeah. more of the, um, yeah. Yeah. the, you know, yeah. uh, artificial intelligence, right? And so some of this stuff over. is happening, right? And so um, and that's kids are going to learn. Yeah. And those are yeah. where the jobs are, too. Yeah, so. yeah. And yeah. so uh, I, I think, you know, the, the most important thing is just really trying to connect with our, our, our youth and our children but then those that are around them as well, right? Yeah. And so um, that's something that we, or I try to do, and uh, hope that it, it it works. Yeah. You know, so I know we're getting t- towards the end, but Adam <clears throat> D, I've been admiring this rock on Coach Jackson's finger. Have you noticed this? <laughs> oh thing? yeah, I did. I mean, we have to learn right, which our championship is. I said he was All an I know, accomplished this, coach. No, no, this is. <laughs> but by the way, he's not only an accomplished coach; he's yeah. also uh, he, he received a, a commendation, right, for for uh, business education. I don't know if it was a com- or a grant. Yes, yes. There's a, a company called NGPF, Next Gen Personal Finance. Uh, one of the kind of leaders and spearheaders of making sure that um, personal finance is taught around the country. They have a, yeah. a Mission 2030. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got a grant to go out to San Francisco uh, a few years back and kind of still working with them. I'm, con- uh, you know, just a, a great opportunity uh, to be able to, you know, bring that. No, I, I think that's really great, but I'm more interested. You're talking this, about the ring. This, yeah, this, sorry, this, I took, this, I, I, this, this we rock, digress I mean, a lot here. I, no, no, no. This is so. What what is it that we're, so we're looking this at? Is, this is actually one of one of my favorites. I, I have several. I don't wear them all. Some of them are kind of. So you're, you're, you're like case. the Tom Brady of cross country high school coaches. <laughs> what you're saying? This this one is actually a college one. So I, I started. Um, I coached at Columbia High School uh, in South Orange Maplewood, '98 to. Um, 2006, and then I was an assistant coach at Seton Hall University, 2006-2010, then Virginia State University, 2010 to 2016, mm. and now here at West Orange High School. Wow. So this one is from Seton Hall University. Um, right before they uh, closed the program down, um, I had a few athletes that qualified for nationals. 
Um, and so you see the NCAA there. Uh, you see Big East there. Uh, has my name on it. Uh, Pirates on the side. Um, right now, so no more track and field at Seton Hall. Huh? Just just cross country. Just cross just country, cross country huh? right now. Um, back when you know budget cuts and different things yeah. like that. You know, unfortunately, maybe one day, time they'll bring it back. So this is a kind so of... Is that what you use when you, you, you wet, you know, you melt the wax and you put on the envelope and you... <laughs> and, and, and you it's fair. <laughs> yeah, this is what, one of my favorites. I have I have several. The most recent, well, I shouldn't say most recent, but we have a, a state sectional championship ring from our boys program that won uh, a few years back uh, for track and field. And uh, this year coming up, I mean, we had a really solid uh, girls team coming mm-hmm. up. So indoor and outdoor season, we should hopefully hear some more about them. Just really excited about the direction of... Uh, all three of the programs, cross country yeah, and doing outdoor track. Yeah, we send a track. lot of lot of kids to colleges who take it to the next level. They yes. are they are performing in track and cross country at mm-hmm. at, at big time universities mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah, so very impressive. This is one of those guests, Coach Randy, where if we had another hour, we'd use it, and you know we'd learn a lot more about mm-hmm. uh, about Coach uh, Jason Lamont Jackson. This has been a lot of fun. We thank had, you. It's really can't wonderful. thank you thank enough you. for spending. We know you have a busy schedule. Clearly, you know, that came across in the interview. But thanks so much for being on Bad to the Dad today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are brought to you by Berman Branding. For all the best in web design, graphic design, and marketing plans, Berman Branding and BermanBranding.com, that is the site you're going to want to visit so you can elevate your business to the next level. Coach Randy has, with the help of Becky Berman and her outstanding marketing team, you can too. And even our logo, the Bad to the Dead logo, that was designed by Becky and her team. She does amazing work and she can do that for you. That's Berman Branding and BermanBranding.com. Coach, I want to thank Coach Jason Lamont Jackson for being on What another great today. guest. Yeah. What a great person. I mean, all great around. Guy, great guy. And you can tell he is an educator's educator. Truly cares no, about developing his, a total student. No, there is there's an energy about him. He was kind. I, I, I'm glad we got a chance to talk to him about that ring because that was yeah. pretty that was pretty impressive. Uh, I, I, I was going to ask if I could put it on my finger, but it would have been like, I don't think it would even fit on my thumb. Well, he wears it well. We would get arthritis or carpal tunnel wearing a <laughs> ring like that, but he, he handled it well. And I love the whole mentality uh, about track. You know, yeah. He, like me, got cut from a few other sports mm-hmm. and went to track and cross country and not only developed success around it as an mm-hmm. athlete, but developed a, a whole career around it. Like, I, I got to tell you, when I went for track, I'm like, not a great runner. But I see these guys throwing things. So I'm pretty good at throwing. <laughs> oh, you're a things. thrower. So I went in mm-hmm. trying to be a javelin guy. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, we've got enough javelin guys, and they already have the technique down, and you're not fast enough to get to the yeah, line yeah. to get that thing flipping. prop from your shoulder. So they said, we're going to make you a shot put in a discus. There score, you go. Which is interesting because I wasn't as big as some of these offensive linemen you yeah. see who do shot put in discus. Yeah. But they're like, Adam, we think you know you throwing a 12-pound iron ball <laughs> out into the field. Is did, your you, did, did you put that little chalk on your neck? As Didn't you did do that? the chalk, but yeah. there is there is a technique, and uh, you have to press the shot put against uh-huh. your neck. neck and yeah. If it's too far away from your neck, you're disqualified. Uh-huh. But then the the discus I thought was kind of cool. Initially, I thought it was just like throwing a frisbee. Yeah. But no, there's a whole you know rotation this? that you have to build. You know, up. Th- I did I did not know that about you. This is yeah. a whole bit of insight. Track, that, uh, track and field. Yeah, and I actually you're a thrower. Here. I didn't I know you were a thrower. thrower. Yeah. 
But I, I loved our coach, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll have him on because he's he's also in town, uh, Craig Reiner. Mm-hmm. So Craig was the coach of the throwers, yes. uh, what, we, what we call the weight team. Mm-hmm. And anytime there was a lane open mm-hmm. in the uh, 4x400, mm-hmm. he would put these four fat you know, weight team guys mm-hmm. in that lane, mm-hmm. and we would we'd compete against these gazelles yes right <laughs> just and, for st- and we would we would do the relay uh-huh. and um needless to say spoiler alert we always came in last <laughs> by like i don't know 15 minutes <laughs> but it was it was fun and uh-huh. i think that's that's what made us you know want to go to practice yeah. the, and, and these meets the yeah. mere idea that we could actually be competing oh whatever it was obviously there was a, a light hardness to it but it what I like about it, what I do, I think what I like about running and track is you're competing against yourself. Yeah. And he did, we did talk about parents. Right. Uh, and because of that, there's no playing time issues and you're not going to get as much that kind of piece. Um, and uh, I was very intrigued by, you know, what he does and the punishment he, he did. Actually, he, there's a saying, your sport's punishment, you know, is our sport. Um, oh. And, you know, I am curious to know, he didn't quite... Uh, to give us a full answer on uh, <laughs> on that piece, but I get a sense he doesn't see punishment as so protecting much protecting his sports. So. No, but I also don't think that there's anything as I don't think he really sees it as punishment. It's about motivation. It's about other things, and uh, that's what I like about him and his mindset. That uh, it's about life lessons, about doing your best, and everything you take here is going to help you better off in and life. If you learn so, to get good at it and yeah. you enjoy it, it shouldn't be a punishment. It should be something that you run to. Quite yeah. well, no pun intended, but it was but a good pun. pun. Intended, yes. <laughs> so. So episode 10, yes. now in the books, we've yeah. got two episodes left. America the runs on dad. I love that. America runs on dad. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, you know, gives me a little pause because if we ever have a dad who owns yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, and we know one or two of them, yeah. uh, we're going to have to come well, up with that's okay. We're not great. infringing anybody's rights. So. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Absolutely. We're yeah. just... Uh, we're just making up pretty, titles. Yeah, we're just having having a lot, a lot of fun with that. So uh, coming up, you know, a couple episodes, maybe another person from my past All right. where you can get some dirt. Uh, maybe some other colleagues in the podcasting world, possibly some comedians. Got a lot of people lined up that would like to be on this podcast. I know. I'm starting to get that. I also... We need to find, like, some kind of celebrity. I think that yeah. our, our 100th show is coming up. It's going yep. to happen next season. Uh, we've, we've talked about a couple ways yeah. to, to reach out to some people. I want to elevate elevate what we got here because I'm really proud of what we accomplished. Six, six seasons, episode 95. Yeah, actually, 95 will be at the... I, I misspoke. 95 yeah. will be our last episode of this season. That's what I'm saying. So, so we're 95. at 93. We're so 93. We're yeah, actually in the same. In I, the it's same unbelievable, spot. Adam Dean. It's been a, a pleasure and a joy of a ride. It really has been. I feel the same way, Coach. Yeah. And I feel the same way about our listeners. And listeners, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week and stay bad to the dad. 